RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. The Trek Files, Season 5, Episode 21. Dorothy Fontana, Letter to Don Page, April 30th, 1973. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Well, welcome back, all you Star Trek fans, all of our Star Trek historians. Yeah, all our canonistas, I say that lovingly. And of course, hey, all you Trekophiles spelled with an F. So glad you're back with us. We've got an interesting, an interesting document this week from the archives. But as always, it's very relevant to today. So look, first thing, uh, you can take a listen here to an audio sample. But of course, you want to go to our Facebook page. As always, The Trek Files, facebook.com slash The Trek Files. And uh, find this week's document there. But for right now, take an audio listen, and I'll be right back with this week's guest. Star Trek and animation is not a children's cartoon or a kiddie show. We're doing Star Trek in the same manner we did the original series, with an intelligent approach to science fiction, stories with genuine, believable characters, and containing a pertinent theme or moral. The ship, the characters, the equipment, the effects, all will be as close to the original as it is possible to make them. Yes, Trekophiles, it seemed like Animation was as good a topic as any <laughs> to dig back into, and as many people have been getting used to, the fact that we can't just say the animated series now, <laughs> and we all know what we're talking about, we have to differentiate. So welcome, Lower Decks, um, and, and who better to speak through the eyes of than uh, the late, great Dorothy Fontana, who's a guest on our show here, and, and you know such a service to fandom to share her years with Star Trek, including the animated series, and that's why I ask our good friend of the show, and also our producer, you know him from Mission Log, John Champion, to come in and talk a little bit about one of these documents that is of history and speaks to us today, right? Rip from the headlines. <laughs> Rip from, that's it, what they it's say. So so relevant and pertinent, and yeah, we do have to differentiate. We have uh, the original animated series, we have Laura Dax, we have Prodigy coming, and who mm-hmm. knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's even animated in uh, short, short tracks. tracks. Oh, yeah. yes. And I yeah. hope more to come. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's such a great lab. I mean, I I think the thing that this really speaks to that is so important, it's so obvious, but you have to remind yourself because it's so important, is that animation is a vehicle for storytelling. It is not tied to a particular genre. It's not tied to a particular audience. It is merely a method. Um, So that could be for adults. It could be for kids. It could be serious. It could be comedic. It could really be anything you want it to be but here we are in 1973 unable to escape this sort of stigma that animation has even though you know rewind to 1936 and there's walt disney picking up his special oscar for snow white this incredible achievement in storytelling through animation. Yeah, but now let's let's not be too hard on 1973 because yes, mm. 1936, Disney and then Disney and then 
Disney, We're Disney. Because, yeah. and Disney, but the only the only uses that's full length. And this is 1973. The animated series of Star Trek debuts before even, you know, Don Bluth and Ralph Bakshi and 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 kind of the comeback of the 70s that started the, the fantastic animation film festival that I loved when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. That whole awareness of anime, you know, and my goodness, forget anime as a thing. You're, you're <laughs> right. ten years before that was even dawning as a as a completely. I was first aware of anime. Um, out of mainstream fandom in maybe the late 80s, early 90s. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it was a thing then, but it was so, so, so niche. Mm-hmm. So this is 73, and to, to, you know, to the mass unwashed public, you know, <laughs> animation was Saturday morning cartoons. The generation before, it was it was Tom and Jerry and Bugs and Daffy before the movie, and then rerun on TV. Sure. Saturday and we morning. Did, we did have some prime time animation, but even then, right, the Jetsons right. or the Flintstones... It's, it's, Sort of skirted that right. line very clearly. And Johnny uh, Quest. Yes. Yeah, right, right. Um, <laughs> that was about but, as far as it went. True, true, true. But that yeah, was, yeah. it was such a drop in the bucket. And most people, it, animation was kitty stuff. You know, you can't blame them yeah. for being there, including apparently the TV editor or the TV columnist of the LA Times. Yeah. This is, not, this is not one of those anonymous TV columnists that would syndicate in every little local you know, paper. This was a named guy, so Dorothy felt it was worth her while to. You know, answer him back and maybe get this published. I don't know, but I'm glad we have the copy of her letter. I do have to wonder. Uh, like, good for her writing back. Good for her trying to kind of get at least get some correction in the misunderstanding mm-hmm. of the intent of the show. However, yeah, did this get run in the paper? Well, we're not really sure. Certainly, there's not. I, you know, do you expect Don Page to print a retraction? Oh, wait, I'm so sorry. I, I, I typified this show that hasn't come out yet completely wrong. Right. But maybe. Yeah. But maybe, just maybe, you fast forward a few months to September of 1973, the episodes start to come out, and then Don Page gets to write a review and say, oh, wow, Star Trek, the animated series, is Star Trek. But they happen to be telling the stories via animation as opposed to Drek for eight-year-olds on a Saturday morning. Star Drek, not Star Trek, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that's but, good timing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was going to say uh, that, you know, I think what Dorothy is fighting here in that uphill battle, to your previous point, though, is just the the marketplace that they are in. So mm-hmm. you, your point is well taken. It, it's almost impossible possible to have a show that gets parked on a Saturday morning when that is the only thing that's on Saturday mornings is stuff aimed at eight-year-olds to sell breakfast cereal to sell toys and that's it so how can you not you you can go in there say no 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 we're doing this thing that's different however the distribution the marketplace for it is not at all what we're doing. <laughs> right. Well, and we've had past episodes. We've had, you know, Dorothy, bless her heart. Uh, mm-hmm. This is, in fact, this is in the stack that I had saved back to tom- come back and talk to Dorothy on mm-hmm. her next visit, which obviously we never got a chance to do, sadly. But we've had Fred Bronson on, who worked yeah. for the animated series. Um, it's It's not only about Dorothy defending animation and defending her show, it's also, this is, as you pointed out, uh, we shouldn't overlook, this is April 73. Yeah. So it's six months before the premiere in September. He's actually giving her a nod, you know, based on buzz, which, well, the good news is you got mentioned in the LA Times. The bad news is, <laughs> you know, ahead of, ahead of premiere, the bad right. news is in this context. So she's out there trying to do, 
you know, damage. She's trying to set the tone well before it comes along because everybody yeah. wound up saying, gosh, Star Trek is too good for Saturday morning. And that was right. Gene and Dorothy's aim in the beginning. Now it's interesting that we're sitting here talking about Lower Decks. Prodigy is in the bullpen. Um, and people are talking about it. We still we see fandom. What struck me about this and relevant for today uh, that both in the industry but also in fandom itself. In a fandom that's supposedly hungry for a new Star Trek and a fandom that's experienced an animated series, there is still this differentiation. Yeah, and, and I've Don't really think? noticed that. Um, that. That's what's interesting to me is I, I will see comments referring to Laura Dax like, oh, I can't watch this stupid thing that's for kids. Um, and I, I think, okay, regardless of whether you like it or not uh, after you've watched something, um, we really have to be honest here about the intention, at least, of the show and, and what the producers and writers say they are trying to do with the show. And what they say they're trying to do with the show is tell Star Trek stories. However, we're telling them in animation and we're telling mm -hmm. them in a comedic style, a comedic format for you, you know. So it, it, it's certainly uh, unfair to just make an assumption about who that audience is before you've actually listened to what those writers, producers are saying and actually kind of gathered from the show what are the, to use a mission log phrase, the morals, meetings, messages of that show. <laughs> we can cross streams. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. I expect no less of you. No, <laughs> no it's, it, it, it's, it is one of those moments where you have a, you turn, you have an event, and you find out all the assumptions you have. Uh, you find out how wrong you are to a certain percentage of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Meaning, I've seen everything from, oh, it's animation, it won't be good, or it, I can't stand it, or I can't take my Star Trek not being straight and serious, which I want to say, have you have you seen a piece of the action? Right. <laughs> have, you, right. have you seen, not just Tribbles, yes. but lots of other moments too, yes, right? Yes, yes. But also, oh, okay, I can I can laugh at it, but I'll never accept it as canon, the, the old, you know, bugaboo C word there. And it's, it's one of those mix of things that, um, you know, it, it's been interesting to see Mike, uh, Mike McMahon make or Mike McMahon mm -hmm. make comments where he says we're more we're not worried about our canon bona fides and mm -hmm. I'm not either. Mm -hmm. What they're more worried about is the sitcom side of things and the times I've actually kind of winced a little or had my issues it's been when it gets a little too sitcommy even yeah. though they use the tropes of sitcoms as much as they use the tropes of Star Trek to 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 have fun. But again, the fun is all coming from inside the... Fa it's inside the family fun. Right, right. Right, and, right. And they're, they're becoming masters at it, I think. Yeah, well, and, and look, this, this is definitely going to be a tricky thing because comedy is right. so subjective no matter what. So that, that will, you know, immediately you're right. either gaining or losing an audience because they don't get the joke, they don't like the joke, the joke doesn't land for them, whatever, that's fine. Then you add on to it this other layer of am I identifying with the characters and the story? Then you add on this other layer of, well, I've got to somehow sort of make this fit into my perception of Star Trek and the kinds of stories mm -hmm. that Star Trek tells and how Star Trek tells them. But you make a very good case for pointing out that Star Trek has done, well, it's done everything from serious drama to just comedy for the sake of comedy. You know, and that right. goes back to, to TOS for sure. 
Well, and and here's Prodigy coming down the line, which Mm -hmm. actually will truly be... I mean, I've cautioned people about calling this a kid's show, because there's definitely, if not adult moments, there's some, have your adults with you and and have (laughs) not have any uncomfortable, awkward moments here occasionally, or have the kids and parents together. Now, Prodigy truly seems to be a young adult show that will be a little angstier at 3D animation. Mm-hmm. What I'm anxious, what I'm, what I'm looking forward to, the same way, speaking of short treks, we had two different, completely different animation styles for short treks, right. those two experiments, and these two series coming... Are, are totally different styles from that. Yeah. So in one way, it's getting back to Dorothy here, a little bit of an education here on, hey, everybody, just to catch you up to speed to 2020, animation, in air quotes, can mean all kinds of things yeah. on its own, in yeah. tone. And it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be yuck, yuck, or even heightened humor. Yeah. You, we can do totally a, a scary, scary, powerful, you know, Akira on down. Right, um, right. A drama in that, and I don't know how far down that line Prodigy will be, but it seems to be more down that avenue than a traditional, you know, feel-good, funny sitcom. But the bottom line is, Mike, uh, they've talked about their team looking for, there's always a story. Even the even the sitcomiest of the 70s and 80s and 90s, you know, live-action sitcoms tended to have a heart, and every once in a while they would, they would do a series, a show that would knock you out of the park. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about mash that like you know delved mm. into the dramedy side of things mm-hmm. and really found that that sweet spot to go back and forth between comedy and drama we're going to put everything in boxes constantly right, right. and i'm not saying that lord x is going to go there but actually they we've had hints from mike that by the end of the season we may get there yeah. in in certain ways yeah. so you know if nothing else there are three shows in and they're and they're settling in but couple of things it's, that um, I w- would point out here in this letter. Uh, one right. is that the last few sentences, Dorothy is really, she's spelling out the Star Trek mission statement again. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just sort of it, to herself, to Don, <laughs> you know, to anybody who is going to read this letter is like, let's get on the same page here about Star Trek. This is about a future where Earth is peaceful, where we get to go out to the stars and we get to show that humanity has evolved to the point that we are, to quote her, capable of brotherhood far greater than that which includes only ourselves, that life is precious and never taken indiscriminately, that our future holds hope. So these are the big, powerful ideas Mm -hmm. that guide Star Trek implicitly or explicitly. And she's laying this out again to, to reinforce the seriousness of, of how they're taking their charge to do the animated series. And the, the, whatever you think about it, mm-hmm. the, the bonus of animation is not only you know, the, Star Trek, uh, the Star Trek vision of diversity, em- embracing what we find out there, discovery, um, rationality, but now you're in an animated series where one of the knocks against you is not, oh, look, it's just another guy with rubber on his head. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can actually do some strange new worlds right. and new civilizations and not be limited by the, you know, and, and how you barrel roll your ships or whatever it is you want to do. Right. You're, you're not limited that way, and animation is is the great unwinder, and we've and we've seen that on, on Lower Decks yeah. already. They've, they've not been afraid to go there, and, and a lot more. And, and the animated series did. And of course, the animated series is not a comedy, per se. They were trying to bring the fans, right, anxious mm-hmm. for the big comeback. They were, they were trying to bring them something that smacked of the same tone. And the further they went along, say, oh, Practical Joker, 
say, you know, uh, Time Trap or Counterclock Incident, whatever, that to play with some of those, they have some fun moments. Kirk is a jerk. Yeah. <clears throat> cough, cough. Yeah. You know, those kinds of things. Dancing in the transporter room under the effects of Mud's passion. Right. Um, those kind of moments, they did push it there and introduce the holodeck, and the holodeck is introduced by... You know, uh, showering. What was it? Veg- no, not vegetables. Anyway, having some fun moments, even as they're introducing some new concepts, mm-hmm. because they could. The, so they're pushing animation, and they're finding the. So no, it's not the same tone. People say, "Well, the animated series was serious, and this is was mocking, you know, original series right, tones, right. and this is not." Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was there, and there that freedom was there, and they did play with it. So. The other sort of last, yes. and I think very just obvious, but so obvious it needs to be pointed out, uh, is the the CC, the carbon copy here to Lou Scheimer, president mm-hmm. of Filmation, and to Gene Roddenberry. Uh, because this letter is doing two things. You know, One, it is her reinforcing to them, hey, we're all on the same page here about what this show is. Here's how I'm describing this show to somebody no less important mm-hmm. than Don Page at the LA Times. Uh, so she's looping them in on it. The other thing here is, I think, to send a bit of a signal to them, hey, look, we are already, months before the show goes on the air, we are already being misperceived for what we're trying to do here. Um, it's an important heads up to say that we probably face this uphill battle. <laughs> you know? This is not the Brady kids. Right. This yes. is not the Harlem Globetrotter mysteries or whatever. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right, yeah. right. This is something different. Everyone, most people paying attention would eventually see that. Yeah. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, yeah. But we're but, early um, enough here that she's getting out on top of it right away and sending that signal to uh, her bosses. Right, right. And what resonated with me, though, was this fact that we've, you know, people are obviously entitled to their opinions, but I've just been here with the coming of Lower Decks again. I've been, mm-hmm. um, I've been interested to see the diversity of reactions across, across the spectrum uh, about air quote animation and people's reactions to it. So it's nothing new. Right. Um, and there we go. And again, here's Dorothy speaking to us from beyond. <laughs> with a little relevance for today. John, thank you so much for coming in. And I I, uh, I did not want to let this one linger in the file just because Dorothy has left us. Yeah, um, my, it's a point that's good to make, you know, once again. My, my pleasure. And, and her words will always be interesting to read and interesting fodder for a conversation. Right. Okay, thanks. Gosh, John, that was fun. We'll have to have you back sometime. I'd love to do it. <laughs> The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. Now, all of our documents and your chance to comment are available right there at facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. Please do comment. Let's hear from you, Trekophiles. And hey, for more great podcasts, check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. That's me. <laughs> at larrynimacek.com. Trek well, everybody. podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network